0: Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, Metroid's back, baby, so we're here to rank the classics. Definitively. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellis, joined as always by my co-host Mark Mitchell. Mark, how are you? I'm doing great. Yeah. I, yeah, it feels like we're like barreling through those opening sentences here. Uh, yeah, it's, it's true. Probably because we're like ticking clock. The air conditioner off while we record. That's right. So the temperature is slowly rising. We can roll this into the weather report. <laughs> it's been warm, but we're getting through it. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, we are recording on Sunday evening. That's right. Um, so, you know, we're fresh off, uh, we're still in the glow of the weekend. Yes. Uh, which can make all the difference in the world. Normally, you're getting us at the end of a Monday. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why we do that. I don't know why we do that either. Well, timeliness. Yes. Yeah. Timeliness. We like to be timely. We'll be a little bit less, we'll be a little bit less timely on this one in case something huge happens, uh, tomorrow, but not a lot of huge stuff happening in the world of Nintendo right now. Mark, what have you been playing? Uh, so we've both been playing Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest, of course. Of course. Um, our, I think after last week's confusion we have settled on, this week will be the final episode of our play along. This week, we get to the end, we roll credits, we see how much hidden stuff there is that we did not collect, and we say no thank you. (laughs) No thank you to collecting all of that. Um, I... Also played the Metopia demo and the Ever Oasis demo. Oh, how are those? So uh, Ever Oasis seems fine. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. It's kind of just like from the demo. My impression is that it's like baby's first Final Fantasy XII. Oh boy, um, that's y- that's a thing to unpack. Well, you know, like the first part of Final Fantasy XII, where no, I don't. <laughs> I haven't played a Final Fantasy since 10. Oh, really? Yeah. At all? No. (laughs) Okay. Well, okay. So, the way that Final Fantasy twelve works, uh, a lot of it is, like, you have, like, your towns, which uh, you would think of as just your, you know, normal RPG towns, like, Mm -hmm. worlds. And then, outside of that, you, like, venture out. And it's um, kind of, like, open-worldy a little bit. Like, it's just, like, a landscape that you can, uh, like, run around in Mm -hmm. to get to the other, like, connected towns. And in this open-world area, there's just creatures roaming around. And that's your the battles, right? So, like, when you're in those areas, if you want to fight something, you just run up to it and fight it. And that is how Ever Oasis is. Like, the Oasis is your hub world. Right, That you're, like, building, and it's, like, a safe haven from uh, the chaos. You know, so it's really just, like, RPG 101. Yeah, okay, You know, the bad, right. the bad stuff is the chaos. Right. And it turned all the good things bad, and you are trying, you're building this. And all this- the bad things worse. <laughs> and you're building this <laughs> oasis that's, you know, like, a, a green um, wonderland and in the middle of the chaos. Right. And you're recruiting people, and you're trying to get people into your oasis. Um the combat is like real time and you can switch between your party members. It seems fine, but it seems like really juvenile like uh which is fine for the target audience but just not something that right, nothing that we're probably going to get excited about. And Miitopia looks r- r- like playing the two demos back to back was really interesting cuz even though Ever Oasis is published by Nintendo, it's developed by Grezo, Grezo. Mm-hmm. And but Miitopia was developed in-house and you can really, you feel the difference. Like, cause Miitopia is also definitely targeted at like a younger audience, but it feels, um, it's got that Nintendo polish on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just more like fun. Yeah. Um, cause even in the deck, even in the demo, like, uh, assigning Mies to the different characters that pop up is really fun. So like the, the villain, of the game shows up within the first I don't know like 5 minutes and you pick the me that you want to be the villain. And right. so I picked you. So oh, you, so like Pat, I'm, I'm the villain <laughs> in your game? Cuz you were yeah and it's right. just like really fun to see your friends uh me, you know, like be the avatar for the bad guy. That or just it, like the face, the face is put right. on. Yeah. That is fun. I'm trying to think of how many me's I even have on my 3DS. Well, so it also comes preloaded with like a bunch for you to choose from. Yeah, at least the demo does. So it's like a bunch of people from Nintendo, Steve Urkel's in there, like uh, Family wait, Guy wait, characters, wait, wait. some so, dinosaurs, like. So is there like a Bill Trin and a Miyamoto? Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's great. Um, Reggie and, and like the uh the classes that you that you assign to the different party members. You know, there's the warrior and the thief and like a mage and all that kind of stuff. But there's also pop star, sure. Cook, of course there is. Like, but the actual combat, like the game will literally play itself. Uh, you can do auto battles, mm-hmm. so or you can do, um, turn based. And it looks like again, it's just the demo, but it looks like when you're going from like area to area, it's basically. Just on the bottom screen, a straight path where your little avatars are running, and then they'll occasionally stop to like have an interaction or to like fight a battle but there's no it doesn't look like there's any real exploration other than you telling go from like point A to point b and then see the little thing like happen as it goes that way sure so it's it's not really an exploration based game it's, right it's just like a, guiding you through a linear experience so it's not really something that i'm super interested in but i'm glad i played the demo because the demo was a lot of fun oh i'm gonna pick up that demo and play it now and i think you've turned me off of ever oasis entirely (laughs) yeah i i was kind of disappointed i don't think i realized how juvenile it is like it's polished like it looks fine but you know in the the designs are really chibi too right yeah. Yeah. Well, you know how like in the 90s, like the late 90s, early aughts, uh, a bunch of companies decided they were going to get in the Disney animated movie game. So there's yeah. like Anastasia from Fox and mm-hmm. like something from Warner Brothers about Camelot. And you watch them and they're like, they're like a Disney movie. Like they're hitting all the marks of a Disney movie, but they just feel a little weird and cheap and off brand. Yeah. And that's Ever Oasis felt where it's like, I can see how this is a Nintendo game. But, but like, it's just not quite there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been playing more. Uh, so, okay. I got arms this weekend. Yeah. The big elephant in the room, obviously is that <laughs> arms released on Friday and, uh, this episode is not it. about arms. This episode is not about arms. Uh, I got my copy of it on Friday. It arrived in the mail Friday when I got home from work, it was there waiting for me. And I said, sweet. I turned on my switch and uh, like started to open the the case that the arms cartridge was in, uh, and uh, you know it started up my game of Zelda, and I was like, "Oh, that's right! I was just about to fight this Lionel." Three hours later, I haven't I hadn't played any arms, and so the rest of the weekend, uh, any game time that I had, I spent playing Zelda. I am upgrading. All of my armor now Wow um, or to, to the best of my ability, which means I've had to hunt the dragons to get shards of horns from each one of them. Um, I collected three star fragments this weekend. Um, and uh, I rounded up all the memories. i'm I'm so excited for there to be more of this game. Um, and like the the hard mode, I'm excited about that now because I've got all this awesome armor. That I'm just gonna like bulldoze those guys with. I'm very excited. Does it feel like, uh, maybe in one of the patches they've or like updates they've released that it rains less than it used to? Uh, I don't know. I never really got. The, I I remember hearing people complaining about it raining too much in the game. Um, but uh, that was never that never felt true for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I definitely felt like there were times where I'm like, "You've got to be kidding me! It's raining again!" I like, just want to get up. I, there. Yeah, you can't climb up there but i don't know if it's because i um now i've kind of seen the whole world so there's not like one location i'm just dying to get up to right so if it is raining somewhere i'll just be like fine i'll just warp away and go do something else or if it's because like i have uh rivali's gale so it's just like whatever i'll get up there anyways right i mean when, when you've got uh, 3 circle like th- full meter of stamina you've got some like stamina boosts in your uh, in your inventory and you're wearing the climbing gear and you've got rivali's gale like it can rain if it wants
1: yeah. <laughs> i'm still going to get up there
0: <laughs> uh, yeah I'm, I'm i'm but i'm i'm looking forward to hard mode too and that's not that far away no it's next, uh, the 30th yeah, yeah. next week uh but yeah so i don't think i'm going to buy arms okay um i originally thought i was going to but like the play test i don't know i kind of like felt like i global had, test punch the global test punch <laughs> i kind of felt like i had had enough we of keep it. each other honest <laughs> we <right>? do yeah <laughs> it's why we do this once a week <laughs> um i yeah i felt like i had kind of had enough of it and we know that fighting games aren't really my thing and just like watching other people play it and other people talk about it even people who are liking the game i could just tell i just don't think this game is for me right well and you know in a month splatoon will be out yeah which i'm very excited for there you go it'll be really interesting to see how like uh if arms can sustain can like sustain itself through the splatoon 2 tsunami yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that, that, will, that will be interesting to see. So I should get some time in on it right now, is what you're saying. Well, yeah, because I don't know that you'll ever want to play it again. Great. <laughs> um, I've also been playing a little bit of the original Metroid in preparation for our discussion today, wherein we are definitively and authoritatively ranking uh, all nine main Metroid games. Yep. We understand there are 12 total, but we're just ranking the nine. Mark, let's get into that News! <laughs> So, with E3 wrapping up uh, just a few days ago, most of the news this week is kind of small tidbits that came out through interviews with Nintendo executives mm. and a couple of reveals that happened after we'd recorded our episode. So, if you haven't yet, you should listen to our E3 episode from last week um, where we wrap about all of. That's not. We the, don't do any real the, rapping. That's not the <laughs> sentence I meant to say, but that's what came out. So, uh, expectations are set uh, where we talk about. Uh, Nintendo's E3 presence, which was pretty great. Um, but one thing that happened on, I think, like the second or third day of Treehouse Live was Nintendo re- revealed Max Brass, which is a new arms fighter coming as free DLC next month. It should be noted that Max Brass is the last character that you fight in the like championship mode or the, the tournament mode uh, when you're playing in single player. So it's like you getting to play the, as the boss character oh okay yeah and uh also coming next month is a spectator mode much like the one used at the invitational tournament at e3 did you watch any of the uh any of the tournaments yeah i saw i saw the uh a little bit of the arms one. Oh, okay uh was it you were saying i guess um that even watching people who were playing it you were like yeah this game isn't for me was it fun to yeah, watch? Yeah, it is fun to watch. The Invitational itself was a little... Was interesting because obviously there aren't really pro players at right. this point. Yeah. Um, so the people who were in it were good, but it wasn't like... So at the very end, they had the game's producer play the... Um, did you see this? Yeah. Like, so I there's did. the winner of the tournament, and then the game's producer came out and played him and just match. walloped him. and right? just walloped him and watching it it was like super impressive uh what you're able to do in this game especially with the motion controls it's like wow how far we've come from like wee boxing <laughs> um but it just uh so it was really cool to watch but also it's it was really cool in the same way that watching somebody be really good at like street fighter was cool for me where it's like i never want to do this but it's cool to watch somebody be great at it right or like gymnastics at the olympics yeah, like, absolutely. I'm never gonna first of all, I'm never gonna be 14 again. And that's old. <laughs> <as well. laughs> but I'll never be able to do what those people can do. I'm still gonna give I'm still gonna give arms a shot. Yeah, I don't again, I don't think it's a bad game. Um I just don't think it's for me. Sure. Uh Pikmin 4. That was one that we didn't hear anything about, even though rumors of it existing. Well, not even rumors. Like, they've straight up said that they've been working on a new yep. Pikmin game that wasn't Hey, Pikmin for a while. Uh, Eurogamer finally asked Miyamoto about it, and he said that, they are, that it is still in development, but they can't say anything more than that. Which is fine. It's uh, as much as we know about Metroid Prime 4. So, uh, yeah, these fourth entries in, in series, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we don't get a lot of information on. They also showed us a little bit of co-op for Super Mario Odyssey, which is exciting. One player plays as Mario and the other one as Cappy. It kind of looked to me like a souped-up version of Super Mario Galaxy's co-op. Uh, and I really like the, that sort of uh, limited co-op um, in Mario games. It's uh, both Sarah and I play um, the 3D Mario games, um, so we'll be fighting over the Switch when Odyssey comes out. But it's nice that even when the other person is playing, Sarah's your girlfriend. Sarah's for... my girlfriend. For new for new <laughs> listeners, um, Sarah, Sarah's my dachshund. She <laughs> <laughs> pause at the controller, um, and uh, j- just having like some other way to be engaged w- in it without having to be because Mario can be a stressful game, right? Um, just to have like a little bit of interaction to um, the spectator portion of it is fun. Yeah, I. I don't know. I've. Uh, I guess I haven't really played in co op very much. Like my only experience was in the first galaxy, and um, I guess i w- i w- I didn't think it was very fun. But I think that also might be just like the circumstances of which you're playing. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I I think it has to be viewed as like something that the person watching the main player play can also do. Well, while well just watching them play games, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, in a lot of ways, it seems like the little sibling mode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh And if that's what you're thinking of it as and not like, all right, we get a two-player experience. Right. Then it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad that it exists. I'm also glad that Captain Toad is in the, is in this game. Hey, thank God. Right? I thought we were going to lose Captain Toad. We were never going to see him again. Little yeah. guy's back. Uh... Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga plus Bowser's Minions coming this fall to the 3DS. Um, so, we had, a few weeks ago, we had talked about somebody had, like, mined the mm-hmm. uh, e- 3DS eShop. And they found a logo for a Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga game. Like, Superstar Saga DX or something like that. Sure. They, there was some uh, d- new release of this game that uh, people were able to spy in, in the data mining on the eShop. But so, now we know what that is. Yeah, it's, it's like a reimagining of the GBA game. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not the, the game itself. Is it reimagined? I think so. I think it's basically like, I mean, reimagined in the sense that I don't think it's a port. I'm pretty sure Sure, like everything is redone, like the okay, graphics cool. and everything. And then it also includes a new Bowser's Minions mode. Which looks like it looks to be kind of a uh, tactical sort of game where you pick your units and fight them against other, other units. It's a side story to um, Superstars Saga. Yeah, you play as uh, Captain Goomba, uh-huh. and the goal is to collect as many minions as possible while you're saving Bowser. So let me ask you this. Is everyone, is every type of creature in the Mario universe... Eligible for the title of Captain. We've just celebrated the return of Captain Toad. Uh-huh. Here now is Captain Goomba. Leads me to believe we got, you know, Captain Piranha Plant, Captain Mole, well Captain we, Yoshi. Well, we do... I mean, I think... They are loose with honorifics in the Mushroom Kingdom. Sure. But we know not everybody is necessarily... Dr. Mario. <laughs> uh, king Boo. Yeah, sure. So there's definitely, you know... You don't think he's a king? He might be. I'm not saying... What, what, what are you saying that he's not a real king? Or are you saying that he should be a captain? Captain Boo. I don't know. <laughs> I'm saying we don't have all the information. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's definitely true. Uh, Another 3DS game that we didn't know about that was announced was sushi striker the w- way of sushido announced for the 3ds coming next year the way of sushido is such a good it's such a good pun <laughs> uh i probably like am emphasizing syllables weird in that one so oh. it should be Sushido. yeah like like bushido yeah yeah uh it's from indie zero the same developer as nes remix and i think it's theater rhythm Final I, Fantasy. I always pronounce it "theatrhythm." That's probably what it is. Whatever it is, that it's an incredibly stupid name for a Final Fantasy rhythm game. Which is, of course, the only way you can name a Final Fantasy rhythm game. Absolutely, is or stupidly. any Final Fantasy spin off. Right. Uh, and in, so the way it's not exactly a rhythm game. In order to beat challengers and progress through the game, players have to draw a line between same types of sushi that appear on a conveyor belt. <laughs> Okay. It looks really silly. It looks kind of fun. The 3DS will outlive us all. Right. Um, Speaking of which, Reggie confirmed in an interview with IGN uh, that Nintendo will be supporting the 3DS through 2018 and beyond. And I did not think that was really going to be a thing, and it is very apparent yeah. that the 3DS is going to be around for a while. Yeah, I think all of, you know, whatever thoughts we had that the switch was going to replace the console and the handheld like i think we can throw those expectations aside for at least a couple years that uh, they're going to keep supporting this thing uh and you know it's got a huge install base and it's easy for it's it travels easy uh, 2ds is basically indestructible you know it, it makes sense to have like the the boot boutique consumer electronics thing and then also the 3ds uh i think we might have talked about it last week but are you gonna get a 2ds x light xl yeah wait no wait 2ds xl 2ds xl yeah yeah there's no light part of it uh yeah yeah i think i i think i am i haven't Do they come out in july yeah i think so okay that's sooner than i was thinking um but yeah i think i'm gonna get one too because or I'm gonna try to. We'll see how impossible right. they are to pick one up. But I was booting up the 3DS today to like play the demos. Yeah. And I said it before. What a nightmare that it's so experiences slow. on the old 3DS. Yeah. So I want it purely just so that way everything goes a little bit faster. Uh, and so I can play. Super Nintendo games on the virtual console. Oh, uh, to say nothing of um, the new Metroid game. Yes. Samus Returns mm-hmm. is a new 3DS exclusive. So uh, if you want to play that, everyone who wants to play that, you need a new 3DS. Uh,
1: Mark, let's take a little break. Can we talk for a second? I wish we would. About
0: socks mm-hmm. and underwear. Yep. Hoodies. Uh, absolutely. Shirts. Shorts. Probably undershirts. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, MacWeldon.com. they're sponsoring this episode, and they sell some comfy clothes. Look, it's hot outside. It is. And it'll be cold outside in a few months. Right. We have climate change. Who knows what the climate's going to be like in a few years. We have climate change deniers. Who knows what they're going to be like in a few years. No matter what, we'll want to be comfortable. So what you do, and you will be comfortable. Look, we've been doing the little jokesies here. But the clothing at McWeldon is... No joke. No joke. The most comfortable clothing that you'll own. So do yourself a favor. Go on McWeldon.com. This is on a computer. Or, or a phone. phone or, or an iPad. Not a Switch. Not, not a Switch. switch. And uh, enter the promo code Nintendo at checkout, and you get 20% off. So you can be comfortable and not spend as much money as you would have otherwise. That's mcweldon.com, promo code Nintendo. There was a bit of confusion with this, but basically what it boils down to... <laughs> Is that Capcom's official stance on bringing Monster Hunter Double Cross West? Is that they have not announced anything regarding localization? Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. What is going on with Monster Hunter and Capcom? Because they also announced a Monster Hunter game on the PlayStation 4. World. World. Worlds, maybe. Maybe it's plural. I can't remember. World SS. Uh-huh. Cross. <laughs> Tricky, um, okay. I feel like their messaging isn't super clear about Monster Hunter. So I, I mean, really, it seems like Monster Hunter Worlds, <laughs> World uh-huh. is, uh, their play for the West. So it would make sense to me if they want to put all of, especially right now when it was just re- announced, mm-hmm. all of their focus and energy into promoting that game, uh, in the West, and so when people are asking them right now about monster hunter double cross, that's not what they want to talk about at E3. Sure. They want to talk about the new monster hunter that Sony paid them a lot of money for. That makes sense. That they can uh, release. And so, you know, like somebody at E3 was like, we're not bringing it over here. And then later it was unclear. But the official word is that they haven't said either way, what's going to happen. I'll, I personally will be surprised if it, doesn't ever end up coming out over here. Right. But, but um, I'm not surprised that they didn't announce it at the same time that they're uh, announcing their big new Western version of Monster Hunter. I guess that makes sense. Um, uh, we also got some clarity on the Pokemon game that's being created for the Switch. Woo. Reggie explained in an interview with Bloomberg that it would be a, quote, traditional fine battle train type experience that's more or less what we got from the producer during the e3 yeah absolutely but you know uh always good to have these things confirmed sure because no matter what i mean uh, he also confirmed it for that metroid prime hunter 4 or metroid prime 4 what just happened to you (laughs) you just have a stroke mark (laughs) (laughs) a metroid prime 4 would be a first person adventure game So, I feel like we live in a time where stating the obvious is necessary. Because if not, there will be, like, you know, 50-page threads on Reddit about what this Pokemon Switch game is and how it won't be, how it's not going to be, like, a main title. Right. Well, and ditto uh, Metroid Prime. Because the last time they threw that name around, they delivered something that was not in line with people's expectations for that series. Um, Although... I mean the, the the Pokemon thing seems stranger to me just because like that's basically again that's basically what the producer said during the spotlight is that it's an, a a mainline mainline RPG in the Pokemon series. So I suppose it it could have been like construed that you know, it's like a a more traditional RPG where you're not like collecting Pokemon, where it's like you play the role of a Pokemon and. I mean, like, I I suppose it could have been, but, like, everyone knew what he meant, Yeah, no, people are just willfully obstinate, where (laughs) they're like, you know, uh, we saw this when all the Rabbids plus Mario stuff started leaking, and people Mario plus Rabbids came to battle. People were still, like, refusing to believe that it was real, you know, and calling the people who had leaked it uh, months earlier liars, you know, like, even faced with evidence. So, you know, like, even when we see... I, it won't be until this game is actually in people's hands that they will be like, oh, it's actually a Pokemon game. I mean, it It has never happened, right? There's never been a mainline console Pokemon game. Yeah. So that's a big deal. It will be a big deal. I, especially I mean, Pokemon if, is a system seller. Yeah, for it's, sure. And especially if Nintendo, since they have said they're going to, is going to continue to support the 3DS for years to come that like that makes the switch the home console even though you can take it on the go do you think we're purely just speculating at this point yeah let's do it that it will be stars because you think it'll be like generation what are we on like nine do you think it'll be a whole new generation i think it'll be a whole new generation yeah the only reason I, I think you're probably right. The only reason I could see stars existing is because that's uh they they'd have to they have to create a whole new engine. Yeah. Right? And whole new assets. I mean, I think that is true any like um Sun and Moon look great, but they look great on the three DS. I think if you were to put them on your switch screen, which is so much bigger, um, it's gonna look a little bit less good and then you're gonna throw it up on the TV Would and not it's gonna hold look like up garbage. So, yeah, I mean, there are different expectations for console games. Um, uh, Yeah, There's just no way that they could bring Sun and Moon and throw it up there in, you know, 2018, 2019, 2020, whatever. They're going to have to come up with a whole new engine for sure. Uh, Indie developer MidBoss announced that their Cyberpunk adventure game 2064 Read Only Memories will be coming to Switch in Q1 2018. With some Switch exclusive features plus some core gameplay improvements such as Autosave and Fast Skip specifically mentioned, amongst some others. Okay. So uh this is a game that I had seen. It's available on you know like PC and PlayStation 4 right now. Mm-hmm. But it's one that now that I know it's coming out on Switch, I will probably pick it up. It's kind of a mix between, you know, like Lucas Arts adventure games and Snatcher and things like that. Mm. It looks pretty cool. Uh yeah, I I feel like those that style of game, the game that has been available on other platforms for a while, but is now coming to Switch, so maybe I'll play it. I feel like we got some of those coming out this week. Yeah, definitely. Um, one bit of non-E3 news. What? The 3DS version of Mighty Number no. 9, remember that? Uh, yeah. It's still coming. But why? <laughs> the- I, I guess they promised uh, Kickstarter backers. Yeah. Uh, I know, this is like, so it's a game that nobody wants, right? And that has been in development for so long. It just like feels like a painful slow death. Like you like ran over a dog, but now it's crawling home. Right. Nobody wants to see this no. dog. No, you're just going to scare the kids. <laughs> but I, it's coming anyways. I backed this thing. Did you really? Yeah, did you, I did. Wow, this is the I've, per- <laughs> I've never claimed a copy of it. Ashamed <laughs> mighty number 9. I backer. am. <laughs> what don't they just like send you something you had there was a, a point where they were sending around surveys about what uh like what platform you wanted it on and this was still like a uh, seven or eight months out from the actual release and i didn't get the survey and i th- it was a, a commonly reported problem that like you had to reach out to them and then there was a lot of like back and forth and i was like i'm not going through that <laughs> well that makes sense especially because even seven or eight months was this seven or eight or eight months out from the actual release or like one of their first? No, no, no. One of the, I think the, the actual release. Oh, okay. Because by that point, the writing was kind of on the wall. This was a stinker. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was late enough in the, in the cycle that I was already disinterested in in owning the game. Do you remember what platform you had backed it for? (sighs) No. I mean, I think when I originally backed it, I was just backing it without, uh, oh sure. Give, so I, I never never had the opportunity, and I think 3ds is where I would have wanted it. Um, i was I was about to do like the mental math of like, but where would I want it now? And the answer is I don't want it now. <laughs> I'd want it in the garbage. Well, so development on the mobile version or the handheld versions was stalled for a long time, but then uh, concept, which is uh Inafune? yeah, his mm-hmm. company Kenji Inafune? mm-hmm. Um and but they were recently purchased by level five. Uh, all right, and so uh, now that that's been like taken care of, it looks like they're kind of clearing the pipe, so to speak, and just being like, all right, let's just get rid of let's what? just like wrap feet wrap this up. Right, let's pay these old bills. Let's bury this dog. <laughs> um so and that should but, be, but no release date yet. Uh, sometime this year. they're uh, actually okay. hoping to get it out uh, sometime in 2017. <laughs> and the letter that they sent out to backers was like and maybe sooner than that so um so maybe we, i should check my uh, spam folder <laughs> <laughs> uh finally just a reminder that uh, june 22nd is the last time nintendo badge arcade on the 3ds will be updated with new badges um the app won't be shutting down but they've kind of they've reached their capacity and no more badges will be added going forward um confession I sort of like Nintendo Badge Arcade. So, I've never opened it up. So, explain to me exactly what it is cuz I know it's like a microtransaction thing. Yeah. and you're paying for badges, but I don't understand like I don't really understand. Sure. It. Well, you're you're paying for plays and uh, every every, you know, like a a coin to move the it's like a claw grabby kind of game. Um and so there there are different boards and the different boards are just uh you know, little layouts that have these badges themed to specific Nintendo games. Then you, when you collect those badges, every single one you can use to, um, decorate your 3ds itself. So like all of, all of the folders on my 3ds have, um, a badge on top of them. So like my super Nintendo folder has a, um, super Mario world question block on it. So like, I don't, you know, it's got like these nice visual cues, and then you can drop other badges in there, um, I understand. however you want. That's actually a lot cooler than I thought it was, or than I realized. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool. It's always infuriatingly slow to start. Well, um, I think that's why they are not updating it anymore. Oh, Because sure. they have like reached the point where if they like, uh, their limits, quality assurance wise of yeah, sure. getting this thing to load with any more badges. Yeah. Well, and so, I mean, but I think they could do just like having badges available for a limited time and then like taking them away. Or what if they did like Nintendo Badge Arcade 2? Hey, that's perfect. <laughs> um, it's also, there's, there's a, when, when you play the app, um, there's like a bunny that guides you through the experience and the, he's got a lot, of, uh, a lot of personality, which means he talks a lot. So you don't really get to the the claw game as quickly as as you might like, but um, he's charming and I, I I like the character and would like to see him in future stuff. He reminds me a lot of Rusty in Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. Man, Rusty's Real Deal Baseball got a real raw deal because real Rusty raw deal because <laughs> that's a it was a fun game and like such a awesome way that was like so Nintendo to do like um. DLC, not DLC. What am I like in app purchases? Yeah, well, because like you, uh, you can actually barter. barter. With, yeah, <laughs> you can you can get the prices down. It's like so weird and fun and just like the characters were great. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, honestly, uh, yeah, it's there. There's something about that, like kind of the meta game still being a game in both uh Rusty and in um nintendo badge arcade where i would like to see more characters like that hosting like arcades you know what i mean that if there was just a um you know nintendo class nintendo arcades classic as hosted by the bunny that would be super fun and i would i would get into that how much was it like per play like would you just buy like a pack of five is that how it worked yeah i think it was like that like or something yeah for like a, a buck for um for five and you know every every couple plays you get a free play. Um when it started it was a lot better about giving out free plays. Um and when you start it's like you get five or ten um free plays. And uh when you unlock a couple badges for one like in one game you can get a, a theme for the three DS, which is nice. Um it's it's like I never purchase themes, but like I will purchase chances to get badges which will then unlock a theme <laughs> yeah no so, totally i mean it, it, it worked on me i i've probably spent like five or six bucks on it all things told but like i don't know I, I i enjoyed my experience with it and i'm it's not going anywhere but i'm sad to see it uh no new badges no new badges moving into the new releases yeah so on today june 20th mm-hmm. cave story plus comes out on the switch and i'm gonna pick this up Cool, cool. You'll have to let me know um how it is. I'm interested in Cave Story, but you know, with like a little bit of distance. Yeah. It's also thirty bucks, which seems oh, that's a bad. lot for it seems a lot for a game that's been out for like almost ten years at this point. Yeah. On on various platforms. Mm-hmm. And I think if you bought it physically, so it, it comes with like a CD and a really cool instruction booklet it would probably be more worth it but i of course am going all digital so it's my own fault but uh yeah i realized this weekend because i have mario kart and um you know i'm still playing breath of the wild but i realized that i'm ready for that next thing yeah and i was hoping it's like media experience yeah and i was hoping maybe arms is going to be that but it is not so i'm excited to dive into cave story also river city knights of justice is coming out on the 3DS eShop today. Mark, am I a fool? I don't I don't I, <laughs> do you, how do you want me to answer this? <laughs> I'm considering picking up this game. Sure, why not? I don't <laughs> I uh, I mean, is it going to be like 30 40 bucks? I th- I mean, I think it's 29.99. Okay. I might be wrong. Um, um no, you like those games. I like them okay. And the night uh like the medieval times novelty Seems worth it to me. Yeah, it seems like it'll be. Look, I'm I'm going to Wisconsin this weekend. I'm gonna need something to play on the plane. That seems like a pretty good candidate. On the twenty second, Oceanhorn, Monster of Uncharted Seas, is coming out for the Switch. Uh, as is the Neo Geo game Fatal Fury Two. Uh, Oceanhorn is exciting. Is it? I think so. Okay. I mean, it's a it's a phone it's a mobile game. It's been out for right a number of, and it. Looks pretty much just like a Zelda ripoff. Right. I just people were having positive experiences with it, weren't they? Yeah, no, I think it's a good Zelda ripoff. But uh look, there are a lot of Zelda ripoffs out there. 3D dot game heroes, others. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll I'll be I don't know what the price is on Oceanhorn. If it's if it was cheap, it's like eight dollars I think on the phone. And on like your iPhone, yeah. Um, but and if it's around that, I think I would pick it up. But no, if there's, it's there's like no way, it's going to be at least twenty bucks, right? <sighs> I hope not. And then on Friday is ever uh, the twenty third. Ever Oasis comes out on the three DS, which uh, Mark will be the first in line to not buy. No, oh, oh. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I'm, I'm looking for this price, but I can't find it. Mark, let's move out of the news. Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 4.33. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 4.33, wherein a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So for the duration of one performance of 4.33, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Mark, you gave us today's topic.
1: Oh, this is... <laughs> no, no, no.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, very good. Uh why why don't why don't you why don't you kick off the discussion? Here? Sure, I just wanted to talk about our favorite Simpson episode ever. Our favorite episode of the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. The syndicated television program The Simpsons. You may have heard of it. Right. Uh, yeah, what's your favorite episode if you had to choose just one? So my go-to answer for this has been Lisa on Ice for a very long time. Um because I think it's got some good jokes, and it's got that uh, brother sister relationship down, uh, and I cry every time. It's a it's a when, sweet episode. It's a sweet episode when Lisa loses that ice. Baby Lisa loses that ice cream cone, and Bart just like knocks his onto her ice cream cone. It's very sweet, and the music is awesome in, in that moment. What what's yours? So my go to is king size Homer. God, so funny. <laughs> uh just because there are just so many moments that really really make me laugh like i love when he goes to see honk if you're horny right <laughs> and he's just there to see honk if you're horny in peace <laughs> yeah the fingers you have used to dial are too fat um yeah i think i think that's that's the one that i but so i've been watching a lot of Early Simpsons recently, uh-huh. like, which I would say like the first like nine or 10 episodes or seasons. Yeah. And, uh, which is now like the first third of the show, yeah. by the way. Um, and y- y- one, you realize like how much was lost when they moved to HD. Yeah. Cause it used to be like super visually inventive. Mm hmm. And now the presentation is a lot more just, like, proscenium-based, like, normal staging, yeah. Yeah, and uh, also what, like, a great job they did of capturing, I don't know, or just, like, the spirit of, like, Bart as, like, a 10-year-old boy, and, you know, like, when uh, Bart imagines things, (laughs) you know, and it's, like, a giant ant taking over a school or something like that. Yeah, I I remember thinking that the Simpsons had some like supernatural ability to see into children's lives and like put them up on the screen that like the kid specifics on that show were always so good um, and felt true to my experience. Um, and like, I don't know, I, I'm not a kid now, so I can't say, you know, whether they're speaking to the child experience accurately now, but like it just doesn't, that feels like part of the magic that the show lost uh, after however many years, um, is so you. Uh, is there any reason you're doing a rewatch right now, or just just cause? No, it's just like something that I've like that's easy to have on while you're doing something else. Yeah, where like you can choose to engage in it all you want, or you can uh, just let it play in the background. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was recently on a flight, mm. um, just last weekend and they had live tv on the flight yeah and the simpsons was coming up and i was so excited and then it was like a season like 18 episode oh, yeah, or yeah. something but and, <laughs> and that's like so as soon as it comes on you know you know yeah it's so it's so weird that like the extremes of it are like oh this is either going to be a thing that i've seen literally hundreds of <laughs> literally hundreds of times that is going to comfort and pacify and love me as much as I love it or it's going to be the thing that attacks my sensibilities <laughs> makes me physically uncomfortable for the next 22 minutes <laughs> that I've po- probably never seen right yeah and that you've never seen that's right um with the rare exceptions um yeah it, it was very strange to me when I started to realize that like oh yeah there's more Simpsons that I haven't seen than Simpsons I have seen if you're going to introduce somebody to the Simpsons would you choose Lisa on Ice as like your introductory episode that's hard probably I think all Simpsons episodes are not all that's wrong I think many Sims most Simpsons episodes are perfect capsules and can be watched in any order with no uh, context whatsoever um And Lisa on Ice is a good example of what the show can do well when it's trying to be sweet and when it's trying to be funny. But I think, like, pound for pound, laugh for laugh, sorry, King Size Homer, it would be a better pull. (laughs) Or, like, You Only Move Twice, um, the Hank Scorpio episode, would be another good candidate for, like, look how funny the show can Well, we'll never know. We, we, in fact, will never know uh, what Mark's recommendation for that would have been. We were accompanied today by violinist Robert Rescott. So. Thank you, Robert. Let's move into our main topic for the week. Okay, Mark, it's on. All right. We are, we've tasked ourselves with ranking the nine mainline Metroid games. That's right. So we previously did this with the console Zelda games. We put. Extra restrictions on all of our lists, just so look. Look, 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 look. Here are the three games that we're leaving out. Three games that we're not discussing Metroid Prime Pinball, Metroid Prime Hunters, and Metroid Prime Federation Force. We could put them on the bottoms of our lists or, you know, just quietly admit that we haven't played them and kind of shrug. <laughs> <laughs> but we're just taking them, they're, they're, we're just removing them. Well, we're both pretty big Metroid fans, I would say, right? I would say yes. And, uh, it's been a long walk through the desert, but it looks like, you know, yeah. Nintendo has heard our prayers. That's right. And we have two Metroid games to look forward to. One just a couple months away. Right. Uh, and is a remake of one of the games that we're going to rank uh, today, and another one being a sequel to uh, other games that we're going to talk about today. So, it's a great time to be a Metroid fan, and a great time to create a definitive ranking right. of the Metroid games. Irrefutable? And authoritative? I'm not arguing with either of those. So we have come up with our own separate lists without consulting with each other. We're conducting this the exact same way we did the Zelda console ranking. Mm-hmm. We will come to a consensus by hell or high water, and uh, that'll be that. If that'll be the definitive uh, Nintendo Cartridge Society ranking. Right. And, of course, that by proxy becomes the definitive That's right. ranking. Uh, and, we, you know, you'll probably see other lists on the internet somewhere. Just know, those lists are fine. Just know that they are not part of our official ranking, which is irrefutable, uh, c- cannot be debated or denied. So <laughs> if you want to hear our Zelda rankings. Right. S- t- so you know which are the best g- Zelda games ever. Right. You hey, can you can uh, check out that episode. Yeah, it's a, it's an older episode, probably called Ranking the Zeldas yeah. or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> we stopped being creative at naming <laughs> our episode titles, but they're easier to find now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, Mark, how do you want to do this? Do you want to go through your list, and then I'll go through mine? Yeah, we can do that. Okay, uh, so start at the bottom and work your way up. Okay, so at number nine, I have Metroid Other M. All right. Followed by Metroid 2 Return of Samus. Okay. Followed by Metroid. Okay. Followed by Metroid Prime 2 Echoes. Uh-huh. Followed by Metroid Prime 3 Corruption. Okay. Followed by Metroid Fusion. Okay. And then Super Metroid. Uh Uh-huh. And then Metroid Prime. And then Metroid Zero Mission. Okay. So you've got Zero Mission in... The number one spot. Number one spot. Yep. And in number nine spot, you've got... Other M. Other M. There are some ways in which our lists are similar. (laughs) In some ways, in which I'm going to crawl over this table. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Bottom of my list. Number nine. Metroid. Okay. Number eight, Metroid 2, The Return of Samus. Uh, Number seven, Metroid Other M. Number six, Metroid Prime 2, Echoes. Number five, Metroid Prime 3. Number four, Metroid Zero Mission. Number three, Fusion. Metroid Fusion, sorry. Number two, Metroid Prime. And number one, Super Metroid. Okay, all
1: right. So
0: I'm willing to concede that part of my Super Metroid at number one is that that is Super Nintendo is the sweet spot for me, right? Like mm-hmm. that's that's where that's where I love Mark. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's where I live and love. Yep. Me my, too. Me my, too. My heart, my veins pump sixteen bit blood. <laughs> but we, we shouldn't start at the top. No, right? we, no, that that'll drive us crazy. <laughs> we, we have to start it with consensus and then build to the. Disagreement. Right. Okay. So the bottom of the list, our bottom three are the same. Yeah. The so same that makes order. it easy. But they are the same titles. Right. Um, so. And just to review, those are uh, Metroid, Metroid Other M, and. Metroid uh, 2. The Return of Samus. The Return of Samus. So I'm fluid on Return of, on Metroid 2, because I have not played that game for, since the Game Boy. So, my, oh, you're you're fluid in in where you're in where we want to place okay. it. Be- uh, like, I thought you were saying like like it's a language that you speak. <laughs> like fluent, I guess, is what I thought you said. Um, and so have have you played it more recently, or like gone back to it, or anything? So are we both basing this on? Yeah, like, I'm I'm basing it on on old memories. Okay. As, as well. Yeah. Um, like really, like all three of those. I I do feel like Metroid is the best out of the three only because it's. It was like groundbreaking. Here. Yeah. Okay. So it is, but I feel like. But it's not a fun game. Yeah. I don't like playing that game. I feel like we didn't grant the same kind of leeway to the Zeldas when we ranked them. Um, And I don't think that Metroid is. The original Metroid is as good a game as either nintendo zelda game i think z- both the legend of zelda and the adventure of link are better games i i definitely agree with you on the legend of zelda um i hated the adventure of link so fair enough but i don't really like metroid all that much it's like i don't think it's fun to play anymore here's the thing the difficulty curve in the original metroid is it's out of whack it is unbalanced um the the game has awesome exploratory elements and it's got some of some of the series like um least pushy um like ability gating, right? Like you don't always need to have the next item to get into the ne like you're you're making you're breaking new ground sometimes just by getting like a a, a missile upgrade or an energy container where you're like, Oh, I can stand to be in this space a little bit longer. Um and all of that's really cool, except that like You can just get blown away by, like, a couple bad, poorly timed hits or, like, fall in lava and you can't get out of it or whatever. Um, And so, like, that combined with the the game isn't super good at communicating its environments to you. Um, So, like, each hallway, each, like, tower whatever looks the same. I I was playing it today and was drawing, like, a map in my lap because I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to play this without a map. I need to make it myself um and uh, you know e- even still i was like getting lost and confused and frustrated um and especially when zero mission is out there to like retell that story and kind of represent that experience i just feel like i just feel like i put this one at the bottom of my list so why or would you why do you put uh metroid 2 above it so i put 2 above it because i i like the way it expands first of all it expands the uh the move set and like the equipment in a way that is exciting. It has a lot of the same problems with um, exploration being like strangely presented to you. The game boy can only show you so many different environments. Right. Um, but like, you know, that's where we start to see uh, a spider ball and spring ball and a various suit. And, you know, all of these other, the, the different beams besides just wave and ice, you know, um, I, I, Metroid 2, for me, is where that series starts to look like itself. Um, yeah, so I, I, I think it's a better game than the original. And then why Other M above, above either of those? Yeah. Uh, well, because for as much as you and I complained about Other M when we played it, you can check out all those episodes where we are <laughs> complaining about Other M, um it's not really a negative game play experience, right? Like we would get frustrated from time to time, um, but like we always sort of knew the score and like knew what was happening. I don't know. It's the, the other two games. I, I can't see myself like muscling through Metroid or Metroid two at, at, at any time in, in the future. Whereas um, I could see playing other M again. And I know like a lot of the chances that it takes. Well, what why don't you tell me why you have it in in, in last place? Um uh So I guess I have Metroid above it because and Metroid 2 above it mm-hmm. because I I think even I think Metroid was like groundbreaking and I do think that counts for something even though uh it is not a game I would I ever enjoy going back to. Sure um and like you said like Metroid 2 improved on Metroid in a lot of ways like i uh, but Metroid Other M i just it doesn't really feel like a Metroid game to me it's mm-hmm. vi- like very guided the yes. combat isn't really fun but combat is like the focus of it mm-hmm. it's so story oriented but the story isn't interesting yeah like the idea of having to play through Other M to me, sounds like such a drag (laughs) because it's such a time-consuming experience for such little reward. Like, it didn't do anything better than we've seen in... Like, it didn't even do combat better, right? Right, yeah. Than anything we've seen in a 2D Metroid or a 3D Metroid. To me, it just feels like the least interesting title in the series, even though it tried some things and none of them worked. I mean, I think it, it does try some things that, that do work. While, while, the, uh, while the moment-to-moment, like, storytelling is stupid, I think, like, the bigger story of the game is interesting. Um, and, like, exploring Samus' relationship with um, people that, like, used to command her in some capacity, like, I think that's cool. I know that's not executed well. Um, and I also think some of the environments in that game are nice. I do think some of the environments in that in the game are pretty nice. Uh and I was actually even though it doesn't look great, I was surprised it it looks okay graphically. Yeah. yeah. Um, for being two generations ago at this point. Here's here's what I would like to put for it. Sure. Um I'm I'm okay for our definitive list putting Metroid Other M on the bottom. Okay. But then I would like to go Number eight, Metroid. Number seven, Metroid 2, the Return of Samus. Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh here I'm going to I'm going to type this, keep track. So now I think we uh so those three we have Other M, Metroid, the Metroid 2 Return of Samus, and then I think both of our lists had Metroid Prime 2 Echoes uh next and then Metroid Prime 3 Corruption. Just above that That's correct, so uh, I, I think it's it's obvious that um, we like there's a little bit of a divide um, with what's next just between the three d metroids and the 2 d, right? Um, and for the most part, we're ranking the the two d ones higher. and uh, yeah, I'm actually I guess we haven't we've never talked about it before. But I think Metroid Prime Three Corruption in general mm-hmm. has a better reputation than Wii have it ranked. You know, like I think, oh, really? I I think I think so. Um, I think people really really liked it and like really liked the pointer controls on the Wii. Um, I've got a real problem with the pointer controls. Um, that they're the only way that I can play um any of the Prime games now. Um, I've got them on. I've got them on the Wii U as they were sold as Wii games with the pointer controls the the Prime trilogy. Um and Do you have a boxed copy or digital? Digital. Um yeah, that box copy is worth like $100. <laughs> yeah, very, it's rare. <laughs> it's rare. It's amazing that even like a rare game is like, uh, oh, it's worth 50 bucks more than it <laughs> would be otherwise. I mean, that's more I mean, consider if you go to GameStop, how many we games you could probably buy for a hundred dollars oh, yeah, for a nickel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So <laughs> let's talk about why. Just in in ranking the Prime games, um, obviously we, we put um more stock in the original Prime than the other two. Um, you want to talk about why that is? Like, what? How 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 do you rank those games? How do how do you distinguish
1: those three games?
0: So. Cr- there's a couple of things I didn't I think Metroid Prime Two is just like it's not a bad game, mm-hmm. but it pales in comparison to the other two and to the experience of some of the other two D Metroids that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Um one of the So the the reason I put Echo's um lowest of of the three D's is it it has this, like, light world, dark world mechanic. And really all it does, like, you never have the ability to make the dark world suck any less. It always, you're always slowly taking damage. You're always, like, running from one part of it to another. Um, there's no, you know, the experience of a Metroid game is, like, slowly conquering a space and then, like, feeling like you have mastery over it. And, like, knowing where to go next, what to do, and, like. When you grab a new item, you're like, oh, it's going to unlock everything. The whole world's going to open up. Um, and there's nothing like that for the Dark World parts of um, Prime 2. For, so for me, that, that's why I'm like, no. That's, yeah, it's just it makes favorite. it like less fun to play. Yeah. Uh, so Corruption, I never really loved the Wiimote controls. But I do appreciate how it kind of opened up movement and combat. And it makes Samus move faster. Yeah. Uh. And so I I like that. The thing I don't really like about that game is everything is really chatty. Yeah. It's very. It's more story oriented than we had seen in any of the other Prime games. Right. In and, that it actually has like cutscenes. Yeah. Like cutscenes and people are like talking to you. I really I missed the isolation. Yeah. Of, um, one and two, uh. And so, like, yeah, the, it really, it's just, like, the more that they introduce plot into Metroid games, the less I like them in general, it seems like. Uh, yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think that's generally true. So, 3 is also a little bit of a sequel to Hunters, right? Because there are other bounty hunters that appear in Metroid Prime Hunters, um, like Psylocke's. Um, and so, like, in in that way, I feel less attached to it as well, just because, like, I played a little bit of Hunters, but, like, it's a weird proof of concept for a first-person shooter on DS that barely proves the concept, you know? (laughs) Um, and, uh, so, yeah, for, for me, like, that's another, just, like, level of, um, disconnection from it for me, um, that... It's sort of like the melding of the prime and prime hunters, and this is really um like being a stickler. But I actually think like the introduction of cutscenes and a lot of like humans that you interface with mm-hmm. in Corruption is like ages the game worse because For sure. they don't look great, right? You know, they look like souped-up GameCube era humans, which that hasn't aged that well. And, so, and you don't get a lot of that in the original Prime or even in Echoes very much. Right. And so, like the, so visually, um, I think it takes a hit that way as well. Okay. So that leaves us with the, the top four, right? And so let's just review what these games are, okay? We've got uh, the two Game Boy Advance games, Zero Mission
1: and Fusion. Prime. And Super Metroid. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, what well,
0: of of these four games? One of them does have uh, the the criticism that we've been leveling against um, Three and other M um, Fusion is a chatty game. Yes, um, and uh, and, you, and, you, and there's a lot of story in it, but it doesn't suffer from the like uncanny valley because it's you know it's presenting itself as a like 16 bit era, yes, like Super Nintendo game. Uh, I like Fusion, yeah, I, I like Fusion a lot. I think it's a really good game. I have it next mm-hmm. after Corruption, um, and it's not like a knock on it in any way. But I, I think exactly for the reasons that you said, mm-hmm. you begin to see what uh, how Other M came about like sure. we didn't know it at the time but we're just like <laughs> oh like all this adam stuff and and even though it, it plays fine in fusion because you don't know what's going what's right. coming down the line um but now with the benefit of hindsight yeah i mean other m ends up being like a it's story wise ends up being a prequel to fusion mm-hmm. um so yeah it's i mean even a lot of the the same characters or you know, uh, in Fusion, uh, Samus mentions Adam a bunch, and the uh, the AI that's like commanding her around the ship, um, like she has a similar relationship. Although by the end of Fusion, I love that at the end of Fusion, she is an outlaw. She's like turned on the Federation, yeah, and like she, it's so cool. The, the character turn that she takes in that well, and that's why I would love a game that takes place after Fusion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when it happens, Metroid Five is going to be awesome, right? Um, Prime Four, great. Two remake, awesome. But like, I want to, I want to, I want Five. I want to know where we go from there. Um, so you have it higher up on the list than I, I do. do. I do. I, I have Zero Mission next, which is your number one. Yeah. Um. So, let's, how, how do you have them here? So, I have Fusion, mm-hmm. followed by Super Metroid, followed by Metroid Prime, mm-hmm. w- with Metroid Zero Mission as number one. And I've got uh, Zero Mission next, then Fusion, Prime, and Super at number one. So, I don't know how we approach this. <laughs> um, okay. I well, think both of our lists are valid, Uh uh-huh. first of all. Um, but not definitive. But not definitive. We're not there yet. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that we should talk about where we want to place fusion. Because this is a title that we don't disagree on that much. Sure. You have Zero Mission below it, right? Right. And uh, so why, is it? why do you like fusion better than Zero Mission? I like fusion better than Zero Mission because of what it does for the character of Samus. Um I I love Zero Mission but one of the things that I think it is actually not great about is that it introduces the like zero suit Samus um which is a fun like game mechanic but is also like n- not a way that we ever saw the character presented until then that like she used to just be this like tough as nails you know wearing this like mech suit thing um and then I don't know. There's so much deviant art of uh, Zero Suit Samus. um, And, like, you don't even have to go very far to make it, like, (laughs) inappropriate. Um, It's a skin-tight, you know, light blue thing that, like, is nothing but but. (laughs) butt. Well, there's a little boob in there. There's a little boob in there, too. (laughs) That's right. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Um, So, I I think... And it, it, I guess it's hard because we haven't really seen where where they've taken post um, fusion Samus, um, but I think post Zero Mission Samus hasn't been treated with the same sort of like I think that's one of the like beginning of the end moments for like us taking that character seriously. And I I I I, I appreciate I can appreciate that. So for me, Zero Mission is in a lot of ways like gameplay wise mm-hmm. like metroid 2d metroid perfected sure um it's like they took all of the lessons that they look because it's to call for me to call it just like a remake of the original metroid is not true like right uh they they use that ba- original game as like a jumping off point but the world is much bigger like it's all i've It feels almost like super, like Super Metroid sized. Yeah, I think that's right. It may even be bigger than Super Metroid, and it has like, uh, just like it takes all the lessons from Super Metroid and from all the other 2D Metroid games that came before, including Metroid Fusion, and applies them all into one 2D Metroid game. Yeah, that to me is like. And it includes this new, like, stealth mechanic, like something we had never seen before. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it's, like, the perfect 2D Metroid game. E- I think it's even better than Super, even though Super is more influential. Sure. I th- I think... Th- I mean, this is where it gets so hard, because, like, I'm just speaking from the heart, <laughs> you know, at, th- at this point. Um, for me... I guess if, if if we're getting into the conversation of Super Metroid versus Zero Mission. I'm not necessarily sure that we were there yet. I think it, that's probably what this is going to come down to is that we're going to have uh one of them at number 1 and the other one at number 2, right? Probably. Probably. So maybe we should just deal with where we're putting uh Fusion and Prime. Okay. At 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 this point. So I think it's I think Prime is better than Fusion. Okay. I, I I can live with that. Number four fusion, number three prime. Mm-hmm. but
1: you you willing to sign off on that? Make yeah, it, yeah. Make it official. Um, uh, oh. I mean, so the th- I actually
0: I well, obviously I like I think Super Metroid is a great game, mm-hmm. but obviously I think Zero Mission has gone beyond what Super Metroid did. Right, and I also think. That Metroid Prime is a is better than uh Super Metroid. I can't, <laughs> I can't with that. <laughs> Metroid Prime is a very good game. Uh, and it's more it's it's one of those impossible games. It's like when we saw the Avengers for the first time. Yes, and we take it for granted now that this like um Marvel Cinematic Universe works and right. that you can have all these characters mash up and everything. But at the time, everybody thought it was going to be a train wreck. Right. Like and so watching mm-hmm. it and having it happen and work was like, oh, my gosh, they actually did it. Right. That, like, it's a successful story on its own. Plus, it's, like, a good conclusion to, or at least, like, second chapter, third chapter in a lot of these character story arcs. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, it's, uh, and I feel kind of the same way about Metroid Prime, where this is a game that should, by all accounts, should not have worked. You're taking, me- like, a 2D side-scroller game. And you turn ma- turn into the third dimension, and it's amazing. Like the storytelling is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. The and it all just happens like through the environment, and there's as much story as you want there to be. And if you don't care about any of it, you can kind of just ignore all of it. Yeah, uh, it retains like the puzzle solving elements and the combat. I um, being a ball feels great. Being a ball feels super g- cool. Uh and they kind of they knocked it out of the park on their first go. So, I mean, I agree. Look, at this point we're talking about four great games. Yes, in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um that uh and I think for for me probably this is where the divide is between like um the great Metroid games and the rest of them, mm-hmm. um, which obviously we were able to rank definitively. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so here, it, I mean, no matter where we put any of these here, there's going to be some sh- some heartbreak, yeah. right? Yep.
1: Um, God, I have a real hard time not seeing, and I
0: understand that like we have different number ones on this, um, but like having super at 3 is too much for me. <laughs> so, um I, I I don't know. I guess w- we let's talk about Super Metroid cuz I feel like we haven't really talked about that game. Sure. Um that much yet. Uh so Super Metroid's got some awesome environments. Um it ha- it, it, it has those kind of like blow your mind um, moments of traversal where like, um, you know, planting the power bomb uh, in, in the tube that leads you into the water world, um, just shattering it and granting you access of uh, flooding that area. Um, just, just cool, cool moments like that. <laughs> um, or uh, going around the, the ghost ship part of it um, before it's been like reactivated. And like turning on the power and the whole thing like springing to life. Um, There's just so much implied storytelling there about like what's on that planet, why it's on that planet. Um, And I I love the the wildlife that you encounter in there. Those little monkeys that teach you how to do the wall jump. And that bird that teaches you how to do that super fast like dive thing. And those uh, characters come back in fusion. and even even the way uh that that opening cinematic at the time uh was also mind blowing just to hear a voice uh speak the last metroid is in captivity the galaxy is at peace um and having that whole like self destruct sequence right at the beginning which um is then kind of mirrored by the end of the game i don't know for for me it's just like it's like a perfect package i love that game so much um and I, I think I like it for its efficiency. Like you can have a really solid, um, play of that game with a high completion rate that lasts like seven or eight hours. Um, whereas I, it's hard cause I haven't done like a full playthrough of prime in years. Um, but my memory of that was uh, it being a lumpier experience. Um, but it does deserve a lot of credit for like working out the kinks, right? Of like uh it tilts the camera down when you're approaching a ledge that you're uh that you're jumping from just like automatically so you have a sense of where you are. Um and I also think the atmosphere in Prime mm-hmm. is pretty amazing too. Yeah. Like the environments and the way that they were able to convey them using GameCube technology mm-hmm. is like I, obviously, it has been surpassed graphically, but I think it still holds right. up pretty well well, right because it's not it's not really uh, relying on like graphical power it's more design that gets it there. I think one thing that prime also does really well is uh, finding ways to sneak in little character beats or like little moments that remind you um, who the person is because um, you know one of my complaints with uh, first person games is that like you lose that connection to uh, the character because you're kind of just they're your avatar but like when you um blast something like at close range that you can see Samus's reflection in the visor I always thought that was so cool um and you know like when you when she'll grapple onto something that you can like see her arm reach out to grapple um yeah I, I mean at this point I'm just I'm just complimenting these games <laughs>
1: um okay so Should we just go back and put other M at the top and, <laughs> and just call it a day? Just call it a day. Yeah,
0: I I, all right. I don't really know. I mean, I guess what we have to do is just put We have to compromise. Put prime above Fusion. Go fusion prime and then fight out the the last two? Y- or Yeah, because let's like do that. I mean, because like honestly, like I can go either way between Super Metroid and Metroid Prime. You know, they're
1: both sure.
0: really great games, but it's just a sliver between, you know, like which one do you prefer? Yeah. And it can kind of go either way. Yeah, I mean, and so when when we did this for Zelda, I had Link to the Past as my um number one. Again, knowing that <laughs> knowing that I'm I uh have I place Again, my, my my blood is sixteen bit, um, and that that tempers my evaluation of any game. Um, but Super Metroid I think just is my favorite video game. Um I I have them both on my three DS and I was playing uh Link to the Past recently and was like, this is a very good game. I still really love it. I it wasn't as immediately like magnetic to me as Uh, the last time I played super also on the 3ds I just yeah okay we're at our top two here all right all right super metroid and zero mission and it's interesting to me that this is what it comes down to because I don't know that for many people this I mean I don't even think for you this is really a contest I think you like super metroid yes a lot more than you like zero mission that's right I mean I had zero mission at my uh I mean, I had it like four positions back here. Yeah. Um. So, do you think having it at two is too high? No, I don't. I think I think it's a very good game. I, I, again, in these top four, I feel like there's maybe no wrong order except any order that doesn't put Super first. Well, I don't think Fusion should be. I think Fusion's good where it is. Yeah, that's right. The, yeah, I think these right, top right. three are really. That's where that's where they're being. Uh, that that's where the real contest is. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean. I, I I think you're right that like I don't. If if we were to put Zero Mission at number one, that would just be me conceding. <laughs> 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 but uh um, geez, I don't know. We we both made our cases for. Uh, yeah, I mean, I Zero guess Mission I, I really feel like Zero Mission is takes all the lessons of Super Metroid and applies them. To this new game in addition to everything they learned from fusion everything they learned from you know making 2d metroids in the past but i also understand your point about you know like we talked about with Fusion, or i talked about with fusion how you've seen uh at the time you couldn't tell what zero suit samus was going to become right but looking back you know you're like oh this is where that happened right um, and it is not as fresh an experience as super metroid was and you know like when super metroid happened there's a reason why metroidvanias exist right and it's, it's not because, because of super of, metroid yeah yeah um so if it's we're because ca- of super metroid and castlevania symphony of the <laughs> night that's it <laughs> <laughs> so if we're counting you know like w- if we're taking into account which one had the big has the bigger impact. I you know like I don't think you can question that that was Super Metroid. Should we talk at all about um the platform on which these like I think one of the big things in Zero Mission's favor is that it is a Game Boy Advance game, right? Like Metroid on 2D Metroid on handheld makes a lot of sense, right? And yeah, totally. Also it doesn't look bad when you play it now no. on like the Wii U virtual console. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I think the same is true of um Super Metroid. Oh, absolutely. It, it, they, they they both those games have have great sprite work. Um Oh boy. So you're saying because it's on a handheld and 2D Metroid kind of like lives on handheld now. Cuz it didn't. Uh, it didn't. Right. I mean, the Right, well because there was no such thing as <laughs> and, until very recently uh 3D Metroid um at that time uh on handheld or otherwise.
1: Yeah, there's I, no there's no easy there, and we we
0: cannot do tied for first place. <laughs> we cannot. This
1: is a list, <laughs> a ranking, a
0: definitive ranking. That's right. Okay.
1: Um Yeah, I and mean, it's, I, and it's only getting hotter in the <laughs> room. <laughs> Who's gonna fold first? All
0: right, uh, I mean, it's not like this is like a heartrending decision because they're both really, in my opinion, they're both really great games. I agree. And with so, that. to concede that Super Metroid is uh, maybe more deserving of number one than Zero Mission is not like, you know, a heartbreak. I agree i I feel like I would be heartbroken to uh to put zero mission above that's above what I mean. Super, that's yeah. what I mean, so like for me, it's much easier to say, yeah, let's put zero Mission, especially since you had zero mission much further down your list right like if you had your druthers, it would not even be in the conversation for the top three no, it' would be at number ten off the <laughs> list. I'd say let's get federation Force in here <laughs> um, so yeah i I think i like yeah i'm I'm comfortable putting super Metroid as. Number one, and Zero Mission is number two. All right. I agree. Very gracious of you, Mark. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So here are we ready for our definitive list, irrefutable and uh, authoritative. Yeah. I mean, I feel... I think this is a pretty... This is a good list. I think it's a good list, too. Let's read through it. Okay. The bottom of our list, number nine, Metroid, other M, rest in peace. Rest, rest in peace, uh, Doctor Bergman, Bergman Bergstrom, Bergman. Bergman. Pretty Bergman? sure it was Bergman. right. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Bergman! <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, number eight, the original Metroid. Number seven, Metroid Two: The Return of Samus. Number six, Metroid Prime Two: Echoes. Number five, Metroid Prime Three: Corruption. At number four, Metroid Fusion. At number three, Metroid Prime. At number two, Metroid Zero Mission. And at number one, Super Metroid. It's a good list. It's a good list. I think we, I think we did good. That was tough, Mark. Uh, all right. <laughs> Let's get out of this topic. If you have anything to say about our definitive list, uh, you can always write us an email at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. However, just know that if you have them ranked in a different order, it is uh, non-compliant with our definitive But rank. we it, still want to hear about we it. We still want to hear about it. Just know that uh, it doesn't uh, th- th- count. I mean, and- it won't be definitive. Right. But that's, that's okay. Right. That's we right. do lots of things that aren't definitive. That's right. I do non-definitive things. All the time. All the time. Uh, also, where would you, if, if you had the our definitive list, which you do, and you wanted to rank in the three that we left out, where would you slot those in? All at the bottom? Some of them above Other M? Some of them above Super? Probably not, but I'd love to hear. Uh, love to know where that prime pinball goes. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for this episode of this show, whatever it's called, Nintendo Cartridge Society. You can email us about whatever you like. Again, the email address is Society at gmail.com. You can check us out on Twitter. We are Nincart Society, and the Facebook page is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. We would love for you to rate and review us on iTunes, Or, uh, you know, tell a friend about us. While you're checking out uh, us, you can check out other What's a Creative uh, podcasts. Mark was just on the Trust the Bachelor process podcast and was very funny on it. Um, And, you know, Mark and I show up on stuff all the time. Uh, If you like our opinions, you can check out our reviews of comic books on retconpunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can check out his music by going to his website, which is just or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying thanks for listening.
1: That's a creative podcast network.